Hello, you beautiful wonders of the world. Thank you for joining me here at Birthing Freedom. My name is Serena Oliveira, and I'm so delighted to be back and to continue weaving these threads of passion and love and surrender and all of the beauty that comes with embracing our life cycle wilderness that comes from inside of us and that we get to be a part of every single day in the world as we show up in our best ways. This week, I'm so delighted to be able to continue this weaving with this really great DJ that I met. His name is Hussein Ahmed, and his name translates as Handsome Tiger. And he's this really rad Anishinaabe, Métis, and North African producer and DJ from Turtle Island. He was born and lives on the ancestral and traditional lands of the Squamish First Nation in Vancouver, and he travels and shares his love for storytelling as a space holder for music by inspiring the creative flow in others. And I love our conversation because he weaves in his own unique passion as a musician and an artist to access this unique way of bringing in traditional sounds and ancestral sounds to be able to create and delightfully spin it all into contemporary electronic bass music. And I really love all music. And in Buffy St. Marie's words, it really resonates in that it music has been my playmate, my lover, and my crying towel. And every single day I dance, I take time, and it's basically how I express myself and create intention in my day-to-day, which we'll also explore with handsome tiger today in our conversation, the power of intention, the power of how we can nurture creative flow in ourselves just by listening to our intuition and how he inspires others through decolonized dance music. And so, yeah, let's get right into it. And I really want to acknowledge how important this conversation is as a part of a continuity of healing and how in his words, Handsome Tiger describes how traditional sounds can help facilitate dialogue and ultimately helps communities celebrate and heal and also to reconcile and to reground and to reroot ourselves from the impacts of colonialism that has a thread through all of our stories. Handsome Tiger was named in CBC's music six Indigenous artists that you need to know in 2021 and CBC's reclaimed artists to watch in 2020. And alas, in 2023, he is up and rising. And I really recommend going to listen to his tunes and just get out there and groove your body in any way that you feel called to do today. Hope you enjoy this interview. Much love. Today, we have a special guest, Hussein, also known as Handsome Tiger. Welcome, Hussein. Hi, Serena. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you for joining us. It was so wonderful to see your show recently. You are an amazing artist. And thank you yeah, so much. <laughs> yeah, I thought we should just explore what creative flow means to you. And I love the idea that we don't just birth babies, we birth ideas and projects and parts of ourselves in different ways. Exploring sovereignty is really important when it comes to how we create ourselves in our day-to-day and so I'm very curious what sovereignty in your creative flow means to you as either an artist or an individual in your day-to-day uh that's a great question um 
I mean, yeah, it's to be to have the freedom to create in the first place is is a, a privilege and a gift is uh, first and foremost, I'd probably say. And um, yeah, just realizing that I have that gift um, through the creator or whatever power that be that mm. gave me the gift of, of music and, and art. Um, mm -hmm. I feel that uh, it's important to to do the work that I'm doing because it creates um, creates space for people and it also is used to lift others up as well um mm -hmm. but yeah I, I feel like it's super important for for any artist to you know have freedom in in what they're doing and what they're creating and what they're trying to convey so that um they can essentially uh, put out the most i guess authentic versions of themselves mm -hmm. or their art that they're trying to share and i guess that would even cross over uh, is just in individual daily life as well for sure yeah mm -hmm. yeah I guess it just interweaves together right when what impacts you as an individual it influences you and in how you express yourself totally yeah totally and I think um like kind of to come back to it a little bit like having that having that freedom I feel like um there's a responsibility with it too when you have that gift that uh I mean, like people can practice art for themselves first and foremost, and I think that's great and and all well and fine. But um, I think there's something to be said when you have a gift to to share with others. Also, the responsibility in that to share with others so that you can lift other people up and also help them to to realize their sovereignty and their freedom and and their mm. purpose and what they can do with their art as well. Amazing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is so interconnected and. In terms of influences, I'm so curious what your main influences are in your own creative flow. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I don't really have like one, you know, that one specific thing. I, um, you know, I'm now at this point where I've um, been writing and creating music for like two thirds of my life, like probably about mm -hmm. 20 years now. And it's went through all different you know, iterations of, you know, playing in bands and playing in, in like instruments and being a singer songwriter. And, and now the last like eight or nine years, I've been making beats and, and DJing. But yeah, I would say I just I just try to keep uh, my creative bounds limitless, especially with with beat making mm. and production, because there's not really there's no there's no limitations versus like when you play in a band you write a song for how many people are in the band or whatever mm -hmm. with, with production I really have uh it's just helped me to like dive as deep as I can into like whatever I hear in my head and not really be limited by that nice. which is really cool cultural influences definitely like I I like to um I would say like for lack of a better word my sh my shtick is to like you know play global I like to play global bass music and club music from all over the world so and that kind of ties into the a lot of the indigenous sounding bass music that I I make on my own I wouldn't say I don't really dive into too much like uh, ritualistic or superstition stuff like I do sometimes will will do prayer or have smudge but it really depends on where I'm at and but I always just try to make sure that I sit, sit down with some kind of intention when I'm ready to create something and and uh, but also at the same time not put bounds on myself but just have an intention when I sit down and, mm -hmm. uh, and a focus of some sort yes love it that intention is so powerful 
and so important and that can be its own ritual i guess right it can just be totally. something that we embody you know um, for sure yeah. and just trying to i mean like trying to what i'm trying to convey especially with like making this form of like decolonized dance music that i kind of call it is like what you know what i i try to think like not all the time too much in depth but about it but i try to think like how how would i feel as like mixed race indigenous person on the dance floor hearing this music like what kind of what kind of messages and what kind of situations do i want to create for those folks and non-indigenous folks to kind of have those moments on the dance floor so i try to put myself in that perspective of like how can I be like a storyteller or mm. someone that's going to create space for, um, yeah, I don't know, for that, yeah. those kind of things to happen, I guess. It's amazing because that's kind of, it weaves into my next question about surrender because as a traditional birth attendant and healer in the birth world, I feel like there's this constant theme of surrender and I love dancing for the ability to just let go and for sure not give an f about anybody around me and it's part of like claiming space totally for me in terms of the surrender for sure my process so i'm so curious about how the act of surrender influences your own artistic process and i love how you wove it in already with you know you're really looking at what the dancers experience is for sure. Um, yeah, that's a great question. I would say uh, one thing that comes to mind, like kind of circling back to you, like um, when I was talking about having intention when I sit down to make a piece, but also at the same time, like, yes, have that intention or have that thought process or what I'm thinking about doing, but also like not to dive too deep into that and, and to surrender. And because a lot of the time I feel like, being like an artist or a painter or a songwriter or a producer or whatever like I often feel like we're we're just like a sieve you know what I mean it's like mm. or like an open tap like when when the energy comes through you it just comes through you and the thing happens you know like you you sit with this blank canvas you know one evening and you like start one little idea and then by the end of the night you have this thing but mm-hmm. I feel that all my best ideas generally come from yeah it's good to have intention but generally come from when I just like surrender to the process you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I guess if that makes sense just to not to like overthink it too much and just kind of just let out what comes out and just realize that like I'm not always in control of what what that may be and uh, the more that I can kind of like put that into my process like still have the intention and still have an idea of what I want to create but at the same time just like just surrender and the fact that uh you know just don't put any limitations on myself and just kind of let let come out what is supposed to come out yeah yes yeah it has a life of its own that wants for sure come out the song or yeah and then sometimes I feel too when I like do sit down with without that intention or sometimes it's like what might come out might not be something that I'm as into whereas like sometimes where if I'm really loose about it then I might have like one of my best ideas so it's really like there's no like rhyme or reason sometimes I find like the artistic process especially for me anyway like 
I can have a general idea of like, I'm going to make a track like this and, and then I'll sit down and it'll be completely different than what my, <laughs> my intention yeah. might be. So I think mm -hmm. just surrendering to that and just like mm -hmm. kind of letting the muse happen, I think is kind of the best process for, at least for myself anyways, but. Mm. Yes. Yeah. It's so amazing. I love that description and. I'm curious if you feel like intuition plays into that and if like you listen to your intuition and how that shows up for you if it does. Because I know as a birth worker and healer, I feel like, yeah, there's just so much of like someone's story or there's this pulse of, yeah, behind the scenes of what's happening and for sure. we're being led by something within us definitely yeah. yeah um yeah that's a great question um I definitely I definitely do feel that and like like makes me think of like like a spirit almost you know like there's there's that spirit to create or to to be social and like go out and dance all these different things mm. that accumulate from the art that we're that I create and so I think mm -hmm. uh to tie it into like what intuition might mean to me in that mm -hmm. process it's just yeah. like yeah definitely just trusting trusting my gut you know like I can definitely you know when I get into that process where a sketch be, you know breaks away from a sketch and is starting to become a mm -hmm. I can always I can always tell I'm like oh this is going to be a really good one or you know or one that's going to really move people or get people to be expressive or you know like even the show on the weekend I played some of my new stuff that isn't out yet and mm. just that like vocal feedback from people drop and I'm like yes when that hits and I'm like yes like that's the feeling I was mm. having, I was creating it and so just like trusting myself to know like when okay this is going to be a banger then like <laughs> you just kind of <laughs> like let yourself keep making the piece but yeah uh, yeah I think just yeah just trusting trusting in my in that process I guess is like um the most important thing you know like letting mm -hmm. all my experience over that time of being a songwriter you know guide me to to make the best piece possible and and also just to try to like I think intuition wise just to see things through even when even when the project doesn't fully give me that feeling to, to just trust in the process yes. and, and, and try to finish things. Cause I find mm -hmm. like so many, <laughs> I'm sure it's relative to so many other artists that we, you know, it's so much easier to start a new piece than finish one <laughs> sometimes. Uh -huh. And, and I, I find like, I learn the most when I actually finish things and whether or not, you know, that might be my favorite track out of the bunch or I might not play it out in a set or whatever. I just trusting myself to just like go through the process and, and mm -hmm. finish things that uh, uh, and just trusting my gut, I think is like yeah. the main thing. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, you're really great at what you do. Cause I remember, you know, you just, as, I was dancing with the audience. I could just feel like you could feel the momentum building. You know when that right beat's going to drop. And you just, yeah. yeah, your legs are just moving like two steps ahead. And Awesome. Just, yeah, really. No, the show, felt, the show felt really good uh, on the weekend. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm so, I have so much love for, for the Vancouver Island folks. And I've been coming out there mm -hmm. for years. So it's, it's always nice to be um, received with like 
an open and uh, mm. a free dance floor that's just like ready for whatever you're down to play. <laughs> amazing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the energy here, it's, yeah, it's pretty amazing <laughs> how mm -hmm. we just find ourselves dancing in the forest or at these amazing festivals and these beautiful places. And yeah, so yeah, I'm really grateful that you came out and there was so much energy on the floor and yeah, you can just bring so much, you can birth so much in your show and for sure. Yeah. It's amazing how powerful music is and how healing it can be to express ourselves through dance, mm -hmm. regardless of our backgrounds, our stories and yeah, the diversity of experiences that bring us to that time and place. And mm -hmm. I'm so curious what you think the energetic pull is to your style of bass music because I'm very influenced in exploring energy and I really feel it in like, yeah, this part of my body that's very within my deeper part of my pelvis and it's just like mm -hmm. it brings you really close to the earth it feels like so for sure I'm curious what the pull is like for you. Uh, well, yeah, definitely. Um... I can relate to that for sure. I mean, with my spe specific style, like having, I'm, I'm very grateful and lucky that I have the access of being able to work with like traditional sounds from my culture as well. And mm -hmm. um, I, once I gained, like a few years ago, I gained access to, to those sounds through working with a company called Nagamo. And, mm -hmm. um, but anyways, uh, I can touch on that more in a bit, yeah. but um I just I feel like ritualistic wise like dancing and like the drum is like the oldest you know human music movement that we have and I feel like humans were doing it before we even really knew what mm -hmm. music was so I feel like there's just um there there's a depth to it when I get to use those traditional vocals or those powwow drums in my music. And mm -hmm. um, for me, I, it, it's just very grounding because I, I feel like it's, it's healing music as well for people, mm -hmm. but it, it's also like to circle back it. Like, I feel like there's a responsibility I have in having access to those sounds. Cause I know not every indigenous producer across Turtle Island does have those. And I, I see that by having that, like, my energetic pull towards that style is that I I need to and I get to use that music to create those moments for people of reconciliation or healing or whatever it is. And uh, for me, I, I don't know, I've just, I love all kinds of bass music, but mm -hmm. like, also to kind of circle back in on it like I really yeah. just love the sounds of like global dance music yes. for a lack of a better word so mm -hmm. I, I just I like the stuff that's just more earthy and like yes. you know, maybe has more organic drums so having yeah having the access to those traditional sounds I think that's kind of what is like set me aside and and kind of set me in my own lane with the style of bass music mm -hmm. uh, I'm making but I definitely see it as like a, a tool to create like dialogue on the dance floor and I think I mm -hmm. feel I, I feel like that's what a lot of people in our communities are are ready for too as as we move forward because it's like you know there's especially with indigenous culture like there's so much to celebrate too and I think mm -hmm. uh you know though we do have our traumas and our pains and like a crazy history that's happened like 
I don't, you know, I don't want to use this as something mm-hmm. like I don't want to dwell on the negative. Like right. I want to acknowledge that that's important, but I want to use what I have as a as a tool to facilitate, you know, healing. That's healing so powerful for sure. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I want to touch on Nagamo as being this amazing indigenous publishing company that commissions sounds and songs uh, for a film database that mm-hmm. is just for indigenous themed or indigenous led films. And yeah, I just wanted to acknowledge that because you mentioned Nagamo and yeah, it sounds really amazing. Um, and I'm just curious with that response with healing opportunity using those amazing sounds and access to that database. And you're actually basically you're giving life to that database right and yeah for sure um sorry were you still yeah I was just curious about how how what's it like to see thousands of people respond so viscerally to the magic that you created oh it's honestly it's uh it makes it all all the hard work worth it I mean like I I definitely would create and write music regardless if I had um, the privilege of being able to tour and play shows I would do it first and foremost for myself because it's just like it's my passion and I I honestly (laughs) I feel I feel empty when I don't create Mm -hmm. (laughs) if I go through Mm -hmm. if I go through breaks of like take which is good it's okay to take time off from your art but I always have this like guilty like (laughs) thing in the back of my head that's like you gotta get back to your music you know make Mm -hmm. you gotta make another beat or you know so Mm -hmm. I would do it regardless if um people you know enjoyed it or not or if I got to play out but honestly uh getting to share it with people is just like the icing on the cake I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. that um, I've had so many great opportunities over the years to to share it Um, so it's it's really nice but like I said to kind of circle back I I definitely feel that there's like a responsibility and privilege that I have within getting to use this kind of music within my sets and create it as well so Mm -hmm. I definitely um I, I hold that responsibility high and I, I want to just like keep evolving and keep getting my message out to people that uh, will resonate with it. So definitely happy with how things are going. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You must be so proud of yourself and your family and friends. Yeah. The broader sure. community. Everybody, people who don't even know you, right? <laughs> yeah. As an artist, what does being um, a lead, as an Indigenous artist, what does it mean to you in 2023 to show up in your own way yeah um that's a great question honestly the biggest part is like reclaiming and for me reclaiming and reviving our culture that Mm -hmm. are like because art has always been a massive part of indigenous culture like a lot of people say hand in hand it's like we don't even have artists it was just all culture like that's just how we are we had carvers drummers you know Mm -hmm. um and to me I think it just feels important to to be included in this wave of new artists that are, you know, doing things, Indigenous artists that are doing things across Turtle Island. So, um, yeah, I think those are the probably the two, like, main words I can think of for sure, reclaiming and reviving and just, like, yeah, and, and showing, showing people, like, kind of the circle back as well, um, mm-hmm. showing people the brightness of our culture and that we have lots to celebrate and um, also just to kind of like put a, 
put on for other indigenous artists or other people who are you know trying to do that work as well or curious about it and just kind of to to be like a good role model I guess in that in that aspect of like you know showing like a healthy good way of living and that it is attainable if you work hard through your art and like trust in the process so um yeah and just like again to like circle back one more time it's just about creating those spaces for for um indigenous folks and non-indigenous folks and that's kind of like my main like that's kind of like my main like motto or thing that I really like try to come back to is like I really just want to have those experiences for myself on the dance floor but also create them for people when I'm playing because I feel like when people can dance and move to those sounds like that's when the most reconciling can happen when you have folks from all different walks of life partaking Mm. in that traditional slash contemporary style of music it creates it it kind of breaks those barriers down and you know it's it's a it's a way of people being I guess for lack of better word in ceremony of some sort Mm. but um including all walks of life so uh, I Mm. think that's what I think is kind of important to me about being an Indigenous artist is just mm. creating creating space for Indigenous folks to feel safe mm-hmm. and for their their uh, culture, but also to have other people to be able to come into that world and appreciate it and learn as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that beautiful opportunity to take and receive all at once in that kind of a space. Definitely. And yeah, I played with my friend on the dance floor where... Um, I just thought, you know, let's take, let's be in a position of taking because as women, we often are always giving and there's something about the energetics of dancing around people and you, yeah, just people just kind of gave us the space when we just went in with the energy of taking and yeah, it's just a beautiful. And I think that's so, so important to kind of maybe add a little bit more on to that, but also kind of tailor off, like, especially as like femme identifying folks or non-binary folks or mm-hmm. BIPOC folks most important importantly is that you know we we are the ones that created this scene and culture you know like black mm-hmm. and brown queer indigenous folks are the ones that you know created dance music culture yes. and it's often especially in North America like not to be negative but it's very can be homogenized and generally a very white scene and so I think it's just like important that we all can come and hold that space together and be like hey look there's an indigenous artist on stage or a black queer artist on stage or whatever and then when we have those moments I just think it makes people see like what how things really should be regularly but I think it just having that space to to create properly and like safely for folks um is where I feel like we can really have some of those like breakthrough dance floor experiences for folks Mm. wow yeah definitely you bring out the tiger in all of us (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's awesome to hear (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's pretty yeah it's potent very beautiful thank you appreciate it Yeah, so thank you so much for your time. I have one more question. For sure. And that's if you could give advice in about four words to anybody out there listening, what would it be? Uh, Definitely exactly four words. I would say 
be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. And wow. I guess in simple as it, it may seem, I guess in whatever form, whether that be, you know, artistically or personally or whatever, um, yeah, just be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Where can people find you and what's new and good in your life that you're birthing into the world? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, if you guys just follow me on socials, I always keep up to date with all my my shows and my touring schedule and my releases. Um, next up, I'm actually heading to Costa Rica in a few weeks to play in Vision Festival, which is super exciting. Mm. Um, then when I get back from that, I'm going to have a new record coming out this spring as well called First People. Um, and that's going to be kind of like my first like full length album, including all the indigenous sounds I've been talking about. I've been kind of dropping like singles and smaller EPs over the last few years, but this mm-hmm. is gonna be the full first full release of all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And then just keep, you know, keep tuned. I'm going to be it's looking like the summer is going to be just as busy as, as my last uh, mm-hmm. year's touring schedule was. So I'll be playing at a lot of festivals across Turtle Island this summer as well. All right. So everybody go check out Handsome Tiger and follow him. Check him out. And if you haven't danced his tunes yet, go listen right now. And if you can go (laughs) see him live, yes, go for it. Do it. Do it now. (laughs) Book your tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Karina. Okay. Thank you 